everybody. It is July 29th. It's the best day of the week because it's a new episode of the Hardcore Smarks. This is a show where a group of know-it-all smart marks talk about their hardcore obsessions. I'm your host, Zachary, and with me, as always, is J-Bone, Stretch, and Wally5. Guys, how are we doing? Oh, it doesn't matter how we're doing. We don't have time this week to talk about any of that nonsense. We've got to get right into it. We have a big show. We're talking about something very important to our hearts. Another be- day in paradise. <laughs> not true for you. You are somehow I'm, not in Cleveland. I don't recognize I'm your background. Somewhere else. Parts unknown. Parts unknown, yeah. With the ultimate warrior. <laughs> But yeah, so we will be talking about the top fights up until 2010. Matches. So, matches. All right, let's get it going wrestling here. Wrestling matches. <laughs> yes, this is a show about wrestling, so. <laughs> well, we didn't clarify finishers last week, so I'm just oh. making sure we. Yes, last week was wrestling finishers. This week <laughs> is sweaty men fighting, but in a wrestling match. Yes. So let's start off listing our five through two. What about honorable mentions? We can do the honorable mentions We'll first. do those last. Let's go ahead and Wally, give us your five through two. My five through two. Okay. Number five is TLC2 from WrestleMania 17. Number four is Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker from WrestleMania 25. Number three is Ric Flair and Sting from Clash of the Champions 1. Oh. Number two is... Randy Savage and Ricky Steamboat from WrestleMania 3. And number one is the oh, – I'm sorry. Hey, I'm <laughs> two. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Give it away. All right, Stretch. All right. So for mine, for number five, uh, was Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles versus Christopher Daniels from TNA Unbreakable 2005. Uh, number four was TLC2 from WrestleMania 17. Number three, uh, Randy Savage versus Ricky Steamboat from WrestleMania 3. And my number two, Bret Hurt versus Shawn Michaels, Iron Man match from WrestleMania 12. Perfect. J-Bone. All right. My number five is Brock Lesnar versus Undertaker, 2002, No Mercy, Hell in a Cell. Uh, my number four is HBK, Undertaker, WrestleMania 25. My number three is Randy Savage versus Steamboat, WrestleMania 3. Um, number two is RVD versus Jerry Lynn, 1999, Hardcore Heaven. All right. My number five is going to be Angle Lesnar, WrestleMania 19. Coming at four, I have Stavage and Steamboat from Mania 3. Number three, I have the Michaels Hart Iron Man match from WrestleMania 12. And my number two is going to be TLC2 from WrestleMania 17. Who wants to start off talking about their number five? Uh, I'll go first. So oh, I'm skipping that one. Okay. <laughs> so my number five was the triple threat for the uh, exhibition championship and unbreakable Samoa Joe, AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels. And at the time sort of TNA was still a new commodity and I kind of, you know, knew about it a little bit. I was still watching ruthless aggression era SmackDown and raw. So I was kind of more into WWE, but I kind of heard of this, you know, other company. I didn't really know of any other companies at the time. So I'd heard of TNA and that was kind of the first match that got me into them. Cause I like did a little Google search on them. And I watched it, and it's just like, holy shit, like all this action, this fluidity, all these guys have great chemistry in the ring. Like they're busting out moves I've never seen before, like moves I've only seen on like a WrestleMania level stage, and they're doing them on like a B-level pay-per-view. And just the the chemistry these guys had and would grow to have in this company, sort of like being the building blocks of this company, was just great. So that's what made it onto my list is 
just for the sheer amount of athleticism, the chemistry between the guys, and just being something that I had never seen before. AJ, AJ's like, AJ's like, he's like a once in a lifetime talent. So Mm -hmm. if you had never seen AJ before, like the first that was my first exposure to him. Yeah, AJ, he was the reason I started watching TNA. Me too. That match, I was like, holy shit! Like, give me more, give me all of this I can have right now. Yeah, if I was actually ranking my honorable mentions, this probably would have been my number six. Uh, this is actually, um, again, I didn't grow up watching wrestling, so this was my first like true exposure to uh, Christopher Daniels, and I was super impressed by him. I kind of, I'll be going back and watching some more of his stuff. I was just blown away by this the uh, skill set that he, he possesses. But it's also, it's just good to see Joe doing like a muscle buster and mm-hmm. just Joe doing his his, and his stuff flying crazy. around. Like yeah, he, yeah, he Daniels, does a pretty pretty wicked twister Dan- uh, tw- uh, suicide is- dive. Daniels is very underrated. He's very underrated, very underappreciated. Like he, because he never got to be on the main stage of WWE. He's not a household name. So he's very, I mean, we're seeing him in the latter part of his career on AEW now. It's, I mean, he's still got it, but it's not there like. Was, uh, there was the report or something, the news that came out recently that said like, he's the only man to have wrestled for like every major promotion ever. Like ECW, WCW, TNA, NWA, New Japan, like all of that, AEW. That's impressive. wrestled in like every, every possible federation. Is there one moment from that match that just uh, like stands out to you as something that just blew you away? Um, I, I think you kind of mentioned it. Uh, Joe's big corkscrew, the twister was pretty dope. And then the first time that AJ did, um, I was the first time he did the Styles Clash towards the end of the match. I don't, I don't remember which guy it was on, but he did that towards the end of the match, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like <laughs> I've never seen that done before. Like I never thought of that as a move before. And that kind of like opened my eyes. Like, holy shit! It is wrestling isn't just like you know headlocks and shit. All right, let's uh, move on here. Um, J Bone. Uh. Yeah, the Brock Lesnar Undertaker O2 Hell in a Cell. To me, that's what a Hell in a Cell match is supposed to be. Blood, you know. Now, the days I don't know why WWE even does Hell in a Cell because nobody <laughs> even gets busted open. So, um, I just think it was a cool match. I mean, even Paul Heyman gets busted open on the outside of the cage. You know. Oh wow. <laughs> um, you know, uh, what is it? Undertaker cuts himself uh, too deep, I think, in the. Yes, Undertaker. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he just sheds a lot of blood, but it's a pretty good match. And uh, the ending's kind of cool with Lesnar getting on top of the cage. And uh, um, you know, I just I thought it was a real good match. And like I said, I'm a sucker for you know blood and hardcore matches. So um, it kind of touches all the bases with me for a, a good match. The finish, the finish for that match is sweet because. Undertaker's got Brock in the tombstone and then they reverse it and then they reverse it back and Brock like flips the Undertaker up on his shoulders from the tombstone. Man. He like flips him up <laughs> on his shoulders and F5s him and I'm like, holy shit. The the flipping tombstone spot that Roman Reigns and him tried so terribly to recreate yeah. a couple of years back. And made it was me, made me sad to see how old the Undertaker had gotten. It was it was Jay. It was really cool at the end when he climbed up on the cage with the title. Like that mm. was the ending of that match is really cool. Jay, Jay, that's 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 a match that like I even told Zachary to go back and watch at least the end of because that mm. match is is very memorable. It's one of the better Hell in a Cell matches I've ever seen. So that's that's actually a really good pick, Jay. 
I think, right. I, like I said, I can't. I can you is your five good, Zach, or you got you skipping? No, I can talk about it. Um, so okay. just, it's going to be uh, Angle versus Lesnar from uh, WrestleMania 19. Um, for me, it was uh, a chance to see Brock back before I really. I mean, the first time I was actually exposed to Brock when he was in UFC. Because uh, I wasn't w- watching wrestling at the time, so just seeing him back then compared to now, he's so much more of a beast back then that it's 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 nuts what he's able to do. Um, just start to finish, it's just kind of a nonstop match that's just absolutely incredible. Especially those the two part- had so much. Those two yeah. had so much chemistry. Both those guys had all mm-hmm. kinds of chemistry every time they wrestled. Not even just in the ring, too, like in backstage segments, like when they had the gallon of milk and he slapped Angle on the back and he spit it all over the girl. They were always – they were good together. Go on. Sorry, Zach. I'm, no, just, no. I'm just pointing out that they, they they had a lot of chemistry. You know, yeah, I mean, I'm happy for you guys just to interject here because, I mean, I don't have as much background with a lot of these matches as you, know, as you do because, for me, a lot of these matches, this is the first time I've ever seen them. Um, something else I noticed was just the power from both of them is not really something you – even see nowadays it's just the brute strength that both of them possess is just it just like i said i was like pretty awe-inspiring to be honest but i wasn't even bothered by the so-called botch finish when brock decides to take a look at his lungs from the no. test um i'm pretty convinced he actually died that night his body just didn't know it uh, <laughs> that was going to be I my mean, next question to you was would the match have ranked even higher than that oh, if he had completed the, mm-hmm. sh- the shooting star I mean, number one Number one on my list, if he hits that shooting star, yeah. <laughs> that, that is number one on my list if he doesn't botch that shooting star. Uh, like I said, I was okay with the botch finish. It doesn't really affect my judgment of it. Because I'm also <clears throat> coming at these matches from a uh, modern lens, I guess you would say, because that's where mm. most of my experience comes in. So I don't have the nostalgist that, say right. that you guys have for it. So as I'm watching these matches and taking my notes to talk about it, I'm constantly comparing it to some of the matches that I've seen recently and – Pretty much the, all of them I have picked would go toe-to-toe with any match I would pick for post-2010. So if like, anything, it makes you look at Brock as an even tougher SOB than you would have if oh, you would have did it. Yeah. So, like, that, that's the difference between me and you, though, Zach. I had already seen him do the shooting star in OVW. Like, so I, I, I expected him to hit it because I saw him do it without issue. So then, like, that, that made it – that ruined it a little bit for me because I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> I mean, but again, just the fact that he was able to somewhat come to his senses and, you know, kind of finish out the match is just and not speaks to his yeah, athleticism. Exactly. I mean, he, right. he honestly probably, if not died, have been knocked out and a very bad concussion. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our fours. Um, I guess I, I can, I'll lead up on this one unless you want to go well. Yeah, you go ahead. No, I'm skipping again. Oh, you're skipping again? Sorry, dude. All right. <laughs> I'll go ahead and go. Uh, my number four is going to be uh, Savage and Steamboat from WrestleMania 3. Um, something that I just, watching this match, it was actually one of the first matches I watched to get ready for this uh, based off of um, basically not only your recommendation for people that I, I work with was how out of place from Mania or WrestleMania three, it felt this felt like a match that I could have pulled out of any WrestleMania from the current era. It was it has stood just, the test of time. For absolutely. Sure. So yes. the test of time, like just, and plus it doesn't even feel like a match from that time frame because like the top rope work they're doing feels more modern, just like the nonstop stuff. It's just, I mean, overall, just the great heel finish and just the steamboat can sell, man. Yeah. Wally and I were talking about recently, we watched a video the other day where, um, it was this guy talking about how Steamboat 
like we respect him for kind of picking his family over wrestling and doing, you know, being with who he wanted to be and over a career. But when he came back and had those series of matches with Jericho, how he still had it then, like he could go, he could still go. He's, he might be the most underrated wrestler ever. Like he, he probably belongs in that list of people that just, he never, you know, he won the intercontinental title in WWE and then won the world title twice. And, WCW and it was for short stints yeah because he would come back and then win and then you know leave again to go be with his family so he he just he was great at everything like when they were chanting you still got it he actually deserved that chant most of the time oh, yeah. when these old farts come back and the <laughs> idiot fans chant you do, you still got it half the time it's wrong and I'm just laughing like you guys are a bunch of monkeys. Stop chanting you still got it just because you wanted to see this guy in the ring again. Ricky Steamboat legitimately had it in his 40s and 50s. He could still yeah. go. King of the arm drag. Oh, yeah. He was the king of the arm drag. He <laughs> did the arm best drag arm drags we've ever seen. But, and that, well, matches on, oh, that matches on I, all of our lists. So we can all kind of talk about it at this point, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, just like I said, though, it's also probably the shortest match of the ones that I have watched at least to get prepared for this. Excuse me. <clears throat> but the thing, again, that took me away, even at roughly, what's it, 15 minutes long, is just how nonstop it was. I mean, they did not stop for a single second. Mm-hmm. So it was just such a well put together match that as I was trying to figure out where my order was going to go, I knew that no matter what, this is in my top five. It didn't matter what I was going to watch because I've never seen something quite crafted to that yeah, degree. I- I, yeah, I watched it a couple, like a couple weeks ago, and I'm like, this is crazy. This match was <laughs> in 1987, right. and it's, it's stood the test of time. Like, it's better it's, than it's most just, main roster WWE programming now. It's, it's still <laughs> a fabulous match. Like, credit to those two guys. Savage deserves a lot of credit, too. Those two guys also had a lot of chemistry. Right. I, think, I think that that's something we're going to find on our lists was there's a lot of these these matches involved people that had a lot of chemistry together right in the ring do you want to say anything about savage steamboat jmo no you guys pretty much covered it all so like i said it's on my list too so it's a really good match what was your number four eli or stretch was it one that you can pass on or uh no, uh, it might, I think I'll just throw it out there. It was uh, TLC from Mania 17. So You got to skip that one. Oh, I do? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> sorry. My number four is a skip. Well, no, you're allowed to say what it was, but, yeah, we're just not going to talk about it right now. Okay. Yeah, For that's, that's – Serious reasons. <laughs> All right, and then we're skipping Wally, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Wally, take us to number three. My number three was my, my, my surprise. I, I kind of went back and – jostled with a couple of these and i i i remember that that flair sting match from that clash of the champions because it was the night of wrestlemania 4 so wcw was trying to give away something free to compete with wrestlemania that you had to pay for and this is the infamous match where they had three people that were voting on a winner and jason hervey voted for a draw (laughs) So nobody Go a little won. more in depth. What do you mean people were voting? Like they had three judges, judges. and you could pick yeah. Flair or Sting to win. So like one a, guy like picked Flair, match. one guy picked Sting, and then Jason Hervey from the Wonder Years <laughs> picked a draw. Wow. 
So Flair retained the title because he was the champion at the time. So, but those guys fought for like 45 minutes and talk about two, uh, here's two more guys that had amazing chemistry. Sting and Flair would fight at house shows for 45 minutes every night. These guys were putting on the same match over and over and over. And you got to see all the textbook stuff even back then, like the Stinger Splash and the Stinger Scream and Ric Flair doing his run across the ring, go flip over the top rope. Like it was vintage Flair, vintage Sting, even back then. All right, calm down, Michael Cole. I would be – I felt like I had to put that on here because I do think Ric Flair – was one of the best wrestlers I've ever seen, so I felt like I, I owed him putting one of his matches on my list. So, Ric Flair, you just made the list. Yep. <laughs> but the good list this time. The right. good list. All right, uh, we're, we're skipping my number three, so who wants to go? Uh... Mine is a skip as well. Mine we just talked about with yeah. Steamboat and Savage. Okay. Yeah, that was, my, that was mine as well, so... <laughs> All right, perfect. So, so go to two, Zachary. Skipping. We already talked about Savage Steamboat for me. Stretch. Mine was the Iron Man match. Hart and Michaels. <laughs> Jay. Uh, mine's uh, RBD Jerry Lynn. Yes, elaborate on that. From 99 Hardcore Heaven. Uh, they just have great chemistry. You know, they fought in uh, at least three or four matches and they just they always seem to click and have good chemistry and put on good matches. Um, you know, Jerry Lynn, you know, a lot of people didn't know who he was and not saying he was a great wrestler, but he, he was underrated a little bit, I think. And, you know, yeah. Bob Van Dam was on top of his game during that time. And, uh, you know, it's great spot fest, you know, they, you know, did stuff with tables and chairs and, you know, outside the ring, inside the ring. And, um, I've, each one of their matches would go at least 20, 25 minutes. So you definitely got your money's worth. And uh, um, I guess my only, go ahead. My, my only exposure to Jerry Lynn was TNA. So I hadn't seen much of his stuff in ECW. So I'll actually have to give that match a watch because I haven't seen that one all he, the way through. He was a yeah, trainer. A and w, he was a trainer for WWE for a lot. Like he did a lot of backstage stuff too. So he's, He's really well respected, like in the back, just in the wrestling community. I think I remember his. He had a kind of a corny stint in in WWE that was not memorable. Like I would would have preferred that that not happen. They didn't really know what to do with him. Imagine yeah. that. Him and AJ had good matches in TNA, kind of the birth of the X division a little bit. So who's uh, Zachary? Are you gonna let, let go ahead and reveal your number one? All right, my number one is going to be Undertaker versus Michaels from Mania 25. I think Stretch is with me on this one. I am. That is All right. as well. So we have a shared number one, so we'll kind of start us off talking about it. So, again, I've only really seen present-day Undertaker. Um, and after seeing this, it's actually kind of sad that he maybe stuck around this long because he is mm. definitely a shell of what he used to be. And this is even him, arguably, still – on the other side of his prime back in <laughs> WrestleMania 25. And he's still put on this outstanding match and just, I don't know if it's, if maybe he shrunk a little bit or maybe just Michaels makes him look big, but he felt like a goddamn giant in this match. Oh yes. Like I was watching this. I was constantly just almost scared by how big he was. Like I couldn't, I don't know what was different about him then versus him now, but just, he had so much more of a presence in that ring that he just seemed to fill it. No matter where he was, he was a threat. 
Um, I just he should have he could have potentially died in that match. Also. I was about to say if it wasn't if well, it wasn't yeah. for Jimmy Snuka's if Jimmy Snuka's son was like two feet more over he wouldn't have had a concussion for most of the match. But neither so, here nor there. <laughs> Yeah, just watching that whole moment, it was almost like he goes, it's time to go back to hell. And a portal <laughs> opened up, but he just missed it by like a couple inches. Because like he just basically swan dives right into like where a portal should be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah that's, that's another one of those moments that it's amazing that A, he didn't die, B, he wasn't knocked out, and C, that hap- happens like he still has like, quite a ways to go in that match before that's yeah. over. And it like at least with uh, going back to the Lesnar um, botch, you can see that affected him. You honestly can't tell it affected Taker in any way after that. Just of his in-ring professionalism or the kayfabe that's so ingrained in him. Oh, yeah. You couldn't tell that was a botch spot, excuse me. As far as I could tell, that was part of the match and he had planned for it because he was able to get out of that like it was nothing. Right. And I'll I'll add to that a little bit. You had talked about, you know, the grandiose stature of The Undertaker and how he's, you know, this big bad in this match and like this undefeatable force. But can't forget about Shawn Michaels, you know, the other half of the match and how great he is. And I'm sure a lot of us in the honorable mentions for our matches and, you know, coming up with these lists have thought of multiple Shawn Michaels matches. So just the star power alone that he brings, let alone his in-ring prowess, made that match as well. So it was definitely a two-person effort in that. No, absolutely. I just – I was going to say is – stuff that Michaels can do in ring, which again was this list is a, gave me a new appreciation for Shawn Michaels. I didn't actually have before. Cause I'd seen some matches with them just from, mm-hmm. you know, so spend time with Wally and just kind of watching a couple of things, but this was like my first, almost a deep dive. Um, Cause we'll be talking a lot more about Michaels just as we go through our rest of the top ones, even our honorable mentions that honestly, it wouldn't be hard to do a top five of just Michaels and you'd be a, it, you'd have a credible list. Oh, yeah. would, someone wouldn't believe like oh you just like michaels was like of course he's probably you know in most people's probably two or three in, in any kind of top 10 list that you're doing easily um but i'd actually also skipped the uh them um, you know coming into the ring because i'm like eh, I, I don't need to see take take her do it for 10 minutes but my uh, buddy at work aj told me to actually go back and watch it with the whole light versus dark thing going on and just even yes. an epic entrance from both sides <clears throat> that i would have skipped just because i'm like i don't need to see taker mm. like amble into the ring here for the next 25 minutes but i'm glad i went back <laughs> it's just the whole the whole match is just so slow and deliberate but the storytelling was just off the charts the pacing was still there and they just built it up into an incredible match that i was excited watching it like some of these other matches were like oh yeah that's really good but the some of the excitement that i felt watching this match is just unbelievable like it got my heart pumping and racing and then like this it, it takes a All lot the of false to, finishes yes yeah just the whole time just going like oh my god I, I felt like you know i was just fanning out like i would have been had i been watching it live so that's one of the reasons just the emotions it made me feel that's made me why i put it at that number one because it holy it just grabbed and pulled me in and just did not let go from start to finish do you want to add anything before i go jay uh, it's, it's an amazing match and i think both of them were in their early 40s to put on a match like that yes. just incredible that, you know, for not too many guys can do that. I will, I will, I will say that that's probably the best match I've seen the Undertaker in. I think the Undertaker's overrated. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm, if Michaels wasn't in that match with Undertaker, that match would be on my list. I'm telling you guys that right now. So I don't, I'll give Undertaker credit for this match. I don't know how many more times you guys are going to hear me give that guy credit. So I don't, care about the beginning 
Undertaker's entrances have been lame to me for like 20 years. So I don't, I don't, the, the, it was cool, but not cool enough that I ever want to watch the beginning again. It's a really good match though. It is. It, it, it's two guys who, once again, they have chemistry because they fought again the following year at WrestleMania. So WWE clearly trusted them to go back and do it again the following and they, year. And all, they built that was, shit up for almost a whole year too. So I think Undertaker was the best person to fight. I think Michaels brought the best out of the Undertaker. Michaels had a tendency to do that with a lot of wrestlers. I think we he brought the best out of the Undertaker because I think the Undertaker, he, he got stuck. And I'm not knocking him here. I'm just, he got stuck sometimes in matches with people who were way inferior. And he's not the greatest in-ring performer of all time. You mean you so didn't some, like Undertaker versus Giant Gonzalez? Or Undertaker versus Big Boss Man in a fucking dog kennel match? Sure, that was fabulous. <laughs> or what about the Inferno match with Kane? <laughs> so, I think that there were times, and I, I, I don't, we'll talk about this further down the road. I just, I think the Undertaker, Michaels brought the best out in him. I, I think even, even when Undertaker fought Triple H, I think the matches with Michaels were substantially better than the Undertaker Triple H matches too. So, um, Jay, your number one reveal. Uh, mine is the WrestleMania 17 TLC two with the Hardy Boys, Dudley Boys, and Edge and Christian. Fantastic um, match. Yeah, I think it was a great match. And at first, I really wasn't sure about Christian and Edge being in that match, you know, because I, I didn't feel like they fit the mold of the other guys, but they hands out, they showed up and showed out They're uh, they're great in the match. Like I said, great spots, you know, with, you know, Hardy doing the swan town off the, the ladder, um, you know, edge doing that spear off the ladder. I mean, there's just a lot of great spots in that match. Um, I can't believe nobody actually got hurt in that match. Cause there's quite a few uh, spots in there that look pretty rough. So it definitely was a trend-setting match involving ladders in the same way I feel like that Michaels and Razor Ramon as the first ladder match was like a trendsetter. It sort of set a trend for like the high-flying innovative ways to use a ladder in like a daredevil fashion going forward, especially in the Attitude Era. So I feel like they yeah. kind of broke the mold they on that They took one. it to another level. Mm -hmm. The Hardys and Edge and Christian actually fought when me, me and Jay went to see them fight at No Mercy and like that one really started it. That was the... the they they threw all the other stuff in. When you brought the tables and the chairs in, they, they innovated with that stuff. I think when I saw the Hardys versus Edge and Christian in the ladder match at New Mercy, that match was really good too. So that, that the pieces were already there. They just threw the tables and the chairs in and, and made an up the ante kind of. Because they are like, well, the Hardys and Edge and Christian have already done a ladder match, so we need to up the ante a little bit. And the Dudleys are involved, so let's get the tables involved. Well, wasn't, yeah, wasn't that the storyline as though the Dudleys are experts of tables, Edge and Christian do concertos a lot, so yeah. they'll do that. And the Hardys are good with ladders, so let's throw it all together. Yeah. Well, one of the things I, I liked is just it felt really – watching it was like backstage they just go, we're just going to go at it. Like – just, just hit each other for real. Let's just do it because some of those shots were just absolutely brutal. Like I just stiff. <laughs> so yeah, so stiff. It was really impressive. And I just also want to give a shout out to uh, Paul Heyman, just absolutely killing it on the uh, commenting on that match. Just mm. some some of the best I've heard, to be honest. That match is really good. I just I can't. 
I'm not trying to ruffle feathers here, but it's a it's still a spot fest to me to some degree. So I, it's harder for me to put it any higher than five because it still was a spot fest more than anything else. So it was really cool and it was definitely trend setting. But as a for a wrestling purist like me, I can't put that match higher than five because it was a spot fest to some degree. Yeah, that's my number two. But I can appreciate a good spot fest when done right, and this is probably the it top is. of the bar it, when it comes to spot fest. Right. So it gets a pass. I'm not, arguing with you guys on that he it's 100 done right but yeah, so now i get that, to uh well sorry there's a couple other things i just because this is my number two so i had a lot of notes on this one but like normally when we get you know like someone running interference in a match it's just it's lame it doesn't work but seeing spike rhino and lita come out it actually worked yeah. in this match for once where normally it doesn't it just takes it was the match, but they actually that added to the too. match in an incredible way that made sense right. for them to come out that did. You're right. That did. That did help that match too. You're right. That's one of those times when that actually did was was a good thing instead of a bad thing. Yep. Yeah. Go ahead. So, my number one match is the greatest wrestling match ever. It's the Iron Randy Man Orton. match. <laughs> it's the Iron Man match between Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. It's been the best match I've seen since I saw it, and I've watched a shit ton of matches since then. So I've seen probably hundreds of matches since then, and I'm not backing down. Those two guys were the two best wrestlers in the business at that point. They were the only two guys in WWE that they could have put in that match and gotten the results that they did. And when me and Zachary were talking about this early, earlier, he actually said they kind of go in reverse. Yes. To what you – like they were doing rest holds in the first 10 minutes, and then the pace picked up. And they continued kind of – they threw a rest hold here and there, but nobody's going to wrestle for 60 minutes without a rest hold here and there. Nobody's, like, got that much. So they kind of did go in reverse to some degree. But well, those two had all kinds of chemistry too. Well, tell us also, Wally, what you had told me, the thing that impressed you so much that Mr. Michaels did. Oh, well, me and Zach, when – he kips up 54 minutes into the match. This dude's been wrestling for 54 minutes, and he kips up. And he looks like he's been wrestling for five minutes when he kips mm -hmm. up. Go back and find something like that in a match, that deep into a match. That, that's, that's impressive on so many levels that he does that that deep into the match. And the end of that match is very frenetic. And at the time, I, I don't – I think now I've, I've, I appreciate the fact that nobody wins a fall in the first 60 minutes. I feel like it's okay that they did that finish mm -hmm. because then Brett got pissed and kind of turned heel-ish after that. Yeah. They used that to propel him to being the heel. It, so, definitely, it definitely was a changing of the guard, too, in the WWE. You know, the, amidst the steroid trial, they're trying out all these smaller, you know, faster guys as opposed to the big, beefy muscle heads. And it, they showed that the smaller guys really do draw and can give you great results. It's, 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 a, it's a theme that we're going to come across multiple times with Shawn Michaels. Every time you put that guy in a match for the first time, he sets the bar really high, and it's really hard for the next – ladder match or iron man match or hell in the cell it's really hard to follow him when you put him in the first version of a match and you have to try to top that it's really hard to it's been really hard for promotions anybody in wwe to try to top what he usually does in his first iterations of matches and that was the first iron man match and that was definitely the best one kurt angle and brock was was pretty good but it wasn't as good as michael's and 
maybe we, we're probably never going to see another 60 minute one. I think WWE is like, ah, oh, 30 minutes is probably enough. It's hard to keep people's attention for 60 minutes. That's why I think it had to be those two guys. I don't think they had anybody else. Because even I think The Rock and Undertaker fought in a, in one one time, and it was eh. Well, a couple, like, two – it's either two years ago, three years ago. Wasn't it uh, Rollins when he was Intercontinental Champ? It was him and Ziggler or him and Elias had one for, like, a half hour, and the fans, every time a minute counted down, they'd count it down like the Royal Rumble clock, and they just weren't into the match at all. It was a pretty substantial match. It was pretty decent. But, like, the fans were just not into it. Like, you couldn't keep their attention for even let alone Sasha a 30 and Sasha and Bailey did one, and theirs was good, but that was an NXT. Mm-hmm. So, what do you – Jay, what, do you have any thoughts on this match or – I mean, it was a great match. Uh, to me, though, I'm not a fan of a 60-minute match. To me, it's just too long. But it, it was a very good match. That's the only reason why it's probably not in my top five. But um, like I said, you put the two best wrestlers at the time wrestling. You know, it's I thought it was a very good match, though. Um, just I'm not a fan of 60-minute matches. That's just <laughs> my only. I break. mean, I, I'm not necessarily either. So that's like kind of the exception for me. I don't. That's not really what I want to sit down and watch either. That's not what I regularly want to watch either. That one just, like I said, they set the bar pretty high on that one, and we've not really seen one get well, close. To, even. to their credit, it doesn't – well, to me, at least, especially I – mean, it's also the first time I'd ever seen it, so I don't have to – like, oh, I remember this part. This part's a little slow, whatever. But it didn't feel like a, a 60-minute match, actually a little bit longer no. than 60 minutes. It, but when I looked up, I thought, like, oh, I must be getting – like we're roughly halfway and it was that actual oh, I'm watching it for about 50 minutes at this point and I thought I was like maybe 25 30 minutes into it just because of the uh they just keep they keep bringing it you know it's other than the first really good storytelling minutes. and pacing the first 10 minutes is kind of slow but other than that it, it, it's definitely you know fine after that I didn't even mind the first 10 minutes that really felt like just them size it's just sharks circling each other just kind of just trying to figure it out you know just seeing who's going to make that first mistake and put that blood in the water and then you know go after you know go on the attack after that so i kind of appreciate that first 10 minutes of them just kind of just like ground at each other and just kind of side eyeing and just trying to figure out how to get in there without you know get destroyed brett brett has said that that's one of his favorite matches that he's ever been in he said everything worked in that match he said that they were on point where they needed to be at time marks and stuff so like he said that that's one of the matches he's the most proud of that he was in because they pulled it off when you get to the 50 minute mark in an Ironman match and you're like right where you thought you were going to be like move set wise and stuff that's pretty good gotta be a good feeling too I did a uh, 30 minute one with some of my friends and we couldn't even fill the 30 minutes so (laughs) So I guess we can do some honorable mentions. Yeah, let's go through some honorable mentions. Um, I'll start off since I got got them right here. Um, Okay. I got the uh, Cactus Jack Triple H uh, street fight from uh, the uh, Rumble in 2000. Just uh, going back to, you know, talking about someone getting cut a little too deep. Uh, Triple H's uh, (laughs) blood there was, again – I, I had watched wrestling a little around this time frame, but never pay-per-views because there's no way I was going to have access to a pay-per-view back then. But just seeing, you know, that amount of blood on, on, a, on a wrestler, especially nowadays where it fit, like the last time I saw anyone get cut was when uh, Lesnar cut Orton open. Oh, um, the hard way. Yeah, the hard way. Well, uh, Cody, but, we see Cody Blade every other week. No, but. that's true, I guess. But <laughs> but just the, the whole match was just one of the more brutal matches I've ever seen. Um Foley was good at the brutal matches. Foley definitely was. Yes. That was his. Uh, that was his bread and butter. Just some of the like, just him like the spots that that man was was and probably still is 
willing to, to take is nuts. Like at one point he does like a shot on the uh, stairs. That's just like, that probably should have killed him. Like, <laughs> I don't know how he's still going. Um, yeah. I do want well, to give a shout out to the, uh, the commentators at one point, one of them says something about Triple H's epidermis, which made me laugh for about four minutes straight when I was watching it, uh, <laughs> just out of nowhere. Um, that sounds like a JR line. Probably, I probably was. But um, and then forgive my ignorance, I'll just ask you guys. So those thumbtacks, like half real, half fake, all real. What's the story with the thumbtacks? Do we really I think know? They're real. Oh, they're real. They just go real. in like that. You know, a quarter they're inch. Short, go they're in. short spikes. Yeah. But I'm they still... have to be like, <laughs> like we. We want, my friend Sean wanted to do some dabbling in that. And we're like, Sean, we're going to have to sanitize all these spikes and stuff. And it's just, it's too much. Yeah. It was too much trouble for us. Like it, for what you're going to get out of it, it was too much trouble for us. But yeah. it, it, they are, it's like when they're sticking out of them, it's legitimately sticking out of them. Okay. I just wasn't sure. Cause like some of them almost looked like they were just like little sticky, ta- like just like caps the metal of, part. of a thumbtack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Plus, this was also my first time, I think, I mean, I've definitely, because um, this is back when I was watching wrestling a little bit on TV. I had seen Mankind plenty, but this is my first exposure to Cactus Jack, as it were. So it was kind of neat, neat to see uh, fully pulling off one of those other characters, because I'd also seen Dude Love a little bit, but this is probably my first and only time I've seen Cactus Jack do anything. Overall, I what thought it was a got? fantastic match. What? Yeah. Um, wait, wait, go ahead. What else you got, Zach? No, I'll, I'll keep going. Um, um Let's bring up Michaels again. Why not? Uh, Michaels versus Jericho from WrestleMania 19. That was a good one. Just a, well, first of all, I loved it as he's walking out, Michaels, that is, uh, the not working confetti guns and just how he reacted to it. Because the first time he's like, eh, it's a fluke. This one more. Goes to the second one. He's just like, please, like he prays for a second, tries to shoot it. That one doesn't go off. <laughs> like just, you, you can't shake the guy. Some, that would have thrown off some, some wrestlers. Like, oh, this is garbage. What, what do I do? These aren't working. He just played it off and moved on without any kind of issues. Um, we get an amazing double kip in that match. So I love a good kip up. But just, again, let's just go back to that chemistry. Uh, those two guys had it in that match as well. Plus Jericho's, nice. another, Jericho's another guy that has chemistry. He had chemistry with a lot of people in WWE. Yeah, and then just the way it ends – you know, Jericho just, you know, kicking him in the nuts and flipping up the crowd was just a great heel finish. <laughs> I got a kick out of that. And let's see what else I got. And then, uh, yeah, I got uh, – let's do Michaels again. Why not? Let's just keep this going. We got Michaels he's on versus, my honorable mention list <laughs> twice, so. I have uh, Michaels versus Angle from WrestleMania 21. Just, uh, that one some was also on my honorable mentions. Great, yeah, just mad match. wrestling, just good technical wrestling. And then apparently two the, this is their first two of the best type thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, apparently this was their first match and the chemistry instantly is, is there. So I think that's maybe that just speaks to because we say this in all of Michael's fights. Maybe he just has that raw skill in ring that he just can manufacture that chemistry. He does. Well, that and like the buildup to this match was great because they were on separate brands. And so they kind of had to, you know, take shots at each other from week to week. And one week, Kurt Angle brings out Sherry Martell to sing and Sexy sings Kurt. His music, yeah. yeah, that did it for me. I was like, holy shit, like Kurt had always kind of been like a comedy guy in the past, you know, the butt of some jokes, but he still could go. And like this just kind of proved the perfect like balance of it. Like he could still be like stupid, sing a stupid song with Sherry Martell, who nobody ever thought would come back to WWE. And they could still go in the ring and make a great match. Marty Jannetty still can't walk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. They did bring back Jannetty for that feud, too. 
The other thing uh, I just I saw for that match, though, was just some of the best chops I've seen. Oh, yes. Just absolutely brutal chops that match. And then I'll just say I have one more mark uh, honorable mention I'll just throw out there real quick to the point where I like this match so much I really wanted to give it like a tied for fifth type of a thing was uh, Hart versus Bulldog from SummerSlam in 92. I had that too. That's what I I told you to watch. If (laughs) if from a technical standpoint, if we're going to be talking about just a crafted match, this is probably one of the most perfect matches I've ever seen start to finish, which Mm -hmm. doing my research after I watched, I went back and started reading up on it was called on the fly basically by heart because Bulldog didn't remember any of it because apparently he had been taking a little bit of drugs. Yeah. (laughs) So like I would have like, had you asked me before I had read any of this stuff, I I would have nailed that one. (laughs) I toiled with that one in my top five. I would have like sworn that there's no way that this was called on the fly, that this would have been planned out for like months in advance because it's just a, from start to finish, just so perfect. Is, and the crowd was so into it. They popped for everything. And just the, the hard too for getting yeah. Bulldog over in front of his hometown crowd. Yeah. Like that was, that was the best match the British Bulldog has ever been in like hands oh, down. Like I go back and find me number two. Good luck. That was, <laughs> that was Bret Hart doing what Shawn Michaels does with people. That was Bret Hart making somebody else look like gold, which Absolutely. Bret Hart also did with his brother at WrestleMania 10, which was another really good McGee. match. So Bret Hart was another guy that was just really, he was really good at his craft and he knew how to put people over and he knew how to make people look good and, and still let himself look fine in the scenario. Go ahead, uh, Jay bone what, what kind of honorable mentions you got for us? Uh, we talked to, about a couple of mine, so I'm going to go a couple of odd ones here. I'm okay. going to go with uh, Ricky Steamboat versus Rick Rude, 1992 Beach Blast, 30-minute Ironman match. Um, there, there's another a, guy I'd want an Ironman match, Ricky Steamboat. Yeah, that was a really good one. Uh, Rick Rude was up like three to one pinfalls, and then Steamboat came back and won. There were seven pinfalls in the 30 minutes, so yeah, that was a really lot. good match. <laughs> yeah. That's a good so I, one, Jay. That's a good oddball one. I tried to come up with a couple of oddball ones, too. Uh, another one, I'm obviously going to go with uh, Schnooka, Magnificent Morocco, right. 1983. <laughs> that's match. an important match for you. That's, that's I would be really disappointed if you too, didn't pick that. So, um, we kind of talked about that match before, but, you know, that was a – I thought a really good match. Um, you know, obviously the the high point is when Schnooka went off the top of the cage, but uh, – it was, it was a good match, uh, nonetheless. And one more I'm going to go with is Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero, 1997, Halloween Havoc. Not a big yes. fan of either one of these wrestlers, but... Mask uh, versus hair, correct? Yeah. <laughs> that was back when they were tearing it up in WCW. Yeah. I thought it was a really, uh, really good match. It is. And, um, I will go next and let Stretch go last on this one. So... Okay. Um, I also have Brett Bulldog. Um, I have Christopher Daniels, Samoa Joe, and AJ Styles from Turning Point 2009. I like that triple threat match better than the one you guys picked. So I don't. It's 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 a similar match to the other one. I just I don't even remember why. I just that's the one I remember. I have the <laughs> I was DVD. I'm just about to ask what sets it with, apart from the first one. I have the DVD with that match. I bought it, the DVD from that, that pay-per-view just for that match. So 
I haven't watched that one in a while. I just remember that was the one where I'm like, holy shit, this is a really, 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 really good triple threat match. Uh, the only other triple threat match I remember that was being really good to myself back then was I do remember Undertaker, Kurt Angle, and The Rock at Vengeance in O2 being really good. Like, I remember being like, wow, Undertaker did his part in that match. And that's when they, they had to put the belt back on The Rock so he could fight Brock. And that's when Stone Cold dropped his ball and went home. <laughs> so they kind of had to change everything in June and July because Stone Cold was a bitch. <laughs> so, I, and then, then the other two matches I have are Shawn Michaels matches. I have Michaels and Triple H in the unsanctioned match at SummerSlam 02. That, that's probably our, maybe the best match I've seen live. I was in attendance for that one. And I'm a huge Shawn Michaels guy, so it was pretty cool to get to see him come back. And everybody, at, everybody after that match was like, you still got it. He did the elbow drop off the ladder. So it was, it was vintage Michaels. And Triple H and Shawn Michaels are probably top three or four guys with, with chemistry-wise ever. Those guys have – and when you're best friends with somebody, usually the chemistry is there. That's generally what tends to happen. And my other uh, is the first Elimination Chamber match from Survivor Series 02 that Shawn Michaels won the belt at. That match was, other than Kane, that match was RVD, Booker T, Chris Jericho, Triple H, Shawn Michaels. Like, those are all-time great wrestlers, all of them. Yes. RVD did the frog splash off one of the chambers. Michaels did the elbow drop off one of the chambers. It, and Michaels, once again – was in the first elimination chamber and set the bar pretty high. And then I believe the following year, Goldberg was in it. I'm like, oh, well, there that goes. <laughs> so Michaels is a theme today. I feel like Shawn Michaels has been kind of a theme today. Praise our you Lord. You got any Shawn Michaels Shawn for us, Eli? <laughs> I do actually have him once or twice. Uh, I had the uh, Razor, Ramon, and Michaels ladder match from WrestleMania 10. Praise be. Innova innovative. Yeah, praise be innovative something we had never really seen before kind of set the I mean, I, again two friends two click guys going up against each other they knew the ins and outs of how each other worked and what to do so innovative in the style the match type and just two guys having great chemistry i had uh for sheer so these next ones aren't for matter of fact of like in ring merit but just for like sheer historical value to wrestling i had undertaker and mankind and the hell in a cell obviously you have that iconic moment of him throwing him off the top of hell in the cell <laughs> you, can, you can boo all you want and put a thumbs down all you want where would wrestling be without that would we have anybody else go off the top of a cell would we have kevin owens go off of one would we have shane mcmahon go off of one so the glorified spot your... fest okay what was elimination chamber there was wrestling in that match. Go find some <laughs> wrestling moves in that other one. It's three big spots and a bunch of crap. Okay, well, <laughs> didn't I preface it by saying not for in-ring merit, know, but, but for historical yeah. value? Am I, am, I, am I talking to Big Show Pat or Eli here? I don't know. <laughs> oh, uh, it's like... I could say something, but let me not. <laughs> historical, you know, historical... I, don't, I didn't pick any matches for historical value. Neither did I. This is an honorable mention. Okay. Well, I didn't even so. pick any for that. Okay. Well, it's my list. <laughs> well, what else you got? <laughs> Hopefully this uh, one's better than the last one. I had Michaels and Angle from Mania 21. Uh, pretty much a lot that was already talked about. Uh, Hart and Bulldog from SummerSlam. Uh, I did have Flair and Macho Man from Mania 8. 
again, two guys that can go, two guys that can work. So a lot more of the consistency. We've seen a lot of flair, a lot of Michaels. So. All right, I'll give you the one historical significance. I thought there was going to be uh -huh. more than one. Uh -huh. I thought you, you made it sound like there was going to be a couple of those. Uh, the one hey, I'll give you. Hey, Barney, shut up with that purple shirt. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm the only one with a wrestling shirt on a wrestling podcast, so. Do you want a cookie? Yeah. <laughs> he wants extra points. <laughs> Someone's trying a little too hard for teacher, I think. All right, do you, any other honorable mentions we want to throw out there? No. We're all good? Yeah. Let's so then um, eventually here we're get moving on to the Wednesday Night War. But before we do, let's do one of my favorite segments. Let's do the scenario <laughs> of the week. I'm excited for this one. Give me a second. <clears throat> Is a science experiment gone wrong? In an effort to cure the world of COVID-19, a mad scientist has accidentally <laughs> cloned 12 Marco stunts into existence. It's a disaster. And not only did he clone Marco stunt. They feel no, no fear and have a murderous rage boiling underneath that diminutive frame. But not wanting to waste a good gimmick, AEW has booked you and a wrestler of your choice to fight these 12 Marco stunts. The challenge is open to the wrestler of any brand because AEW wants to put on a show. Mm. Who are we going to pick? Stretch, you won last week, so you get champ's advantage. Who do you got? <clears throat> so, in doing my research on Mr. Marco stunt, I came across a couple of wrestlers that he grew up idolizing. One of them being, you know, you guys are going to love this one. Uh, Marco Stunt grew up idolizing the big show. <laughs> so I'm not just picking the big show. I'm going to go with his character from the water boy, Captain Insano. Oh, so these 12 Marco stunts, they don't feel fear, but they'll be, you know, awestruck by this superhero guy that they grew up idolizing and has all these wonderful powers and is in their eyes, not my eyes in their eyes is great. And you know, all this, all this wonderful things. So they're going to be starstruck by this guy and he'll just stomp them all out with his size 22 or however big boot. So he can squash them like a bug while they're just staring at him with hard eyes. So you lost me at first with the uh, big show, but the fact that we're going to be doing it was Captain and Thano. Yes. Absolutely. That, that is a good choice. I like it. <laughs> you saved yourself, but only barely. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Let's go. J bone. Well, I had two answers, but I'm going to go with the one. I would get the Miz and I'd have him shoot each one of them in the junk with a t-shirt launching. <laughs> 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 nice. I like nice, it. Nice Jay. Nice. <laughs> Like me, me and Matt just talked about that not too long ago either. So he did. He he shot Hornswoggle in the nuts with a t-shirt gun. So it's proven to work. I like it. You did your research, J Bone. Molly, who do you got this week? This is my chance. I've been waiting for three of them to take Brock Lesnar. So I'm taking Brock Lesnar because he's a badass motherfucker. And if I got to beat 12 Marco stunts. This was the easiest answer for me this week. I, I'm take this is my Brock Lesnar moment. I've been waiting for the right <laughs> moment. This was the right moment to actually take him. And he he actually has a viable option in this one. Like some of the other ones, he he's not necessarily the easy answer this time. He's actually a viable option. No, he definitely is. Because you're you're throwing 12 Marco stunts at me. So I'm taking Brock as my I can just picture like five or six of it just climbing up like he's King Kong and just like these little like <laughs> rabid little beasts arr, biting at him as he's just flailing away, just fighting, just like little bodies going flying over the place. If I was a contestant, I was going to go with Cesaro. Spin Ooh. around. Okay. Like clear out a whole bunch of them all at once. Um, hmm, I like this one. So uh, let's get a little discussion amongst yourselves while I think. I mean, you're... <laughs> 
I actually like Jays. I actually like Jays because we just talked about it, and that that's classic stuff with the Miz. I just pictured it was like a machine gun, just rat tat tatting. It was it was awesome Nashua. when he did it. Me and Jay love when they pick on midgets. We do, so we hated Hornswoggle. So anytime anybody did anything with Hornswoggle, we loved it. Like lawn darting, whatever they did with them. Oh, that was my other answer. Was if we're allowed to clone, I was going to clone twelve Hornswoggles to fight this. <laughs> well, winning. We have a winning answer. I will take it. Hornswoggle choice two. Creativity. I love it. You thought outside the box. I like it because I didn't say that, like, the, the clone angle. I like it a lot. So uh, J Bone's taking the victory Good this job, week. Jay. Matched it from Stretch on this one. Stretch is probably going to win two in a week or two in a row. Good this job, week. Jay. Still 12 horn swoggles versus 12 Marco stunts. Yeah. I, I wasn't I'm sure what answer he wins that, I'm though. Go, I think I'm going with Marco stun on yeah. that one. I still think they win, which is fine. We didn't say it, you had to win it. You just say, who do you have to fight with it? So I will Marco I take stunts, it. Like, Marco stunt like, annoys me a little bit. Hornswoggle was a piece of shit. So. <laughs> I will give Wally it to Marco stunt. That dude is willing to take a absolute stun cold blast. Like, he just – he doesn't care what it is. Just, he, Wally he's and I were actually – when we were out uh, in line for All Out last year in Chicago, we were actually in line That's in the big parents. mob of people behind Marco stunt's brother, who's also a wrestler, and his parents. So – we got the sheer the sheer stature of how short they actually all are. Like his brother, his brother's about his height, and oh, his wow. parents are a little bit taller. Like, but her we were, like. So we were essentially surrounded. I'm I'm gonna insult so many people right now. We were essentially we were essentially surrounded by Marco Stunt's family, a bunch of net beards, and a bunch of unattractive women. Right, Eli? Oh boy, yeah. And. <laughs> Let, let the record show that I've educated Wally on the term neckbeard. He didn't know what it was before he met yeah. me. <laughs> the, the, women, the women were, were less than stellar. <laughs> 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 Eli's trying to act like he, he knows. Uh, <laughs> he was That, there. He that whole it. weekend was a trip. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a whole episode in itself. <laughs> All right. J-Bone, you are the champion. Congratulations, man. You get to brag for the next week. And he can pitch us his product, too. Yep, well, yeah, we'll get there. So, yeah, we'll get the champ's recommendation for, uh, like, comments here at, towards the end. But let's uh, first, let's go to that uh, Wednesday Night War. Let's talk about it. Uh, let's start off with uh, AEW this week. Stretch, do you got any comments on uh, the show this week for me? Uh, yeah, did a couple things right, did a couple things wrong. I liked the Bucks and Butcher and Blade. I don't normally like Butcher and Blade and the work that they do, but obviously <laughs> when you put them with the Bucks and you say, just fucking do anything you want, you know, go break anything you want, fight anywhere you want, it's going to produce decent matches and decent spots. So that was good. Uh, Eddie Kingston versus Cody was kind of known that that was going to happen. Like it, he had an open challenge for, you know, a, it, I think his, his wording was like the hottest free agent on the indie scene or something like that. Everybody knew it was going to be Eddie Kingston. I've watched a little bit of his work before, but I feel like they pulled off a decent match and props to Cody for taking the tax spot. Didn't think he would do that. Um, I don't know how I feel. Uh, Wally and I kind of talked about this. He doesn't really like Ricky Starks. I'm okay with Ricky Starks teaming up with Cage, but where do you go from there is what I have with that. I know they're going to do a tag match on Dynamite with him and Cage versus Darby and Mox, but again, where do you go from there? Does Cage get his you know next match against moxley do we insert darby into a triple threat where stark's gonna fit in this so i feel like that was kind of a muddled a muddied waters in that one so that was my like takeaway and ivelisse and diamante was kind of hit or miss for me like eh. so um i will 
I, I, I didn't have a problem with Eddie Kingston other than the announcer. One of the announcers was like, this guy's lost a lot of weight and his beer gut was like hanging. Yeah. <laughs> like you could see it in the tight shirt he was wearing. And, what, and I think Excalibur's like, yeah, he's lost a lot of weight. I'm like, how much did he weigh before this? I'm like, the guy shouldn't have had a shirt on that was tight with his beer gut hanging. Uh, the Bucks butcher blade match was fabulous yes, other was. than the blade missing the table. How do you miss the table <laughs> in that situation? Like it's a, it's not hard. How do you completely miss the table when you're flying? Like nobody was throwing him out of the ring. No. He was diving out of the ring on his own accord. Uh, How do you miss that table? <laughs> one one thing too that I forgot to mention because I hadn't really I didn't get a chance to watch all of uh, each shows in their entirety because I was on vacation last week. So Wally had pointed this out to me, and I'm sure he can elaborate on it. Britt Baker had a pretty great promo. I'll have to go back and watch it, but he had said it was fantastic, as always she is. Yes. The, f the finish to the Bucks match was fabulous. That was, that was a fabulous double table spot off stuff. That was great. Britt Baker's promo was great. I'm kind of with Stretch on the whole Brian Cage, Moxley, whatever mess that's going to be. I also think MJF might get thrown into that mix here too. So that's becoming a mess. The... Quite possibly the highlight of that show would be the last three minutes when we yes. got the return of Sammy Guevara yes. dressed Yay. up as Serpentico. Yes. I that was going to let you talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> so That happy. was like flipping back and forth from shows, me and Zachary turned it on, and I, I looked at Zachary, and I said, that's probably Sammy Guevara, yep. and then he got up and did the 450. <laughs> so we're all really happy that Sammy's back because now we don't have to see Jake Hager in <laughs> matches that Sammy should be in. Yes, we have the Lasex gods are back finally. Mm -hmm. So, so I, it, was, it, was a, it was a decent show. Yeah. Um, I, I think the, the Bucks match was probably the best match. Britt Baker's promo was really good. She really does good. refer to, she does refer to herself as the Michael Jordan of AEW, and now we've got all kinds of merchandise from that now. So it's fabulous. And she called she also called Shivani an asshole, which was great. And Hangman versus the guy from the Dark Order was eh. No. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even put notes to that one down because it was <laughs> so ending was eh. interesting though. How oh, trying trying to get him to join. You know how the uh, the rival uh, FTR uh, came out to rescue yeah. him before Kenny oh, Omega. Kenny, yes, no, yeah. They took the beer the from him, and they're kind of setting that up. Well, they've been setting that up for months yeah. now. But Kenny the cleaner. <laughs> yeah, Kenny was definitely noticeably absent towards the end. There, good call, Jay. I'd completely forgotten about that. That we actually had some at least some story building that was what significant. Got, what do you got, Zach or Jay? I mean, for me, like my, I mean, it was the. Uh, Bucks versus uh, Butcher and the Blade was just a fantastic match start to finish. And then other than that, I just have like triple underlined with three exclamation points. Sammy's back in my slightly <laughs> drunk handwriting <laughs> from the end of the show. So, <laughs> Guy, I think, Jay? Uh, I mean, we covered most of it. Uh, I thought MG, MJF was funny during his match with, uh, with Griff Garrett. With Jungle Man? Yeah, with Jungle yeah. Man. Jungle Man, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. MJF is priceless anytime he's in a match yeah. or on the mic. Give, so. give MJF a microphone and, and it's guaranteed entertainment. That guy does not disappoint. So unless the only time that guy disappoints is if they don't give him the microphone and then we're pissed. Right. Yeah. And I, miss, I agree. The, I, the Young Bucks uh, match to me was the best match between both federations in my opinion. So um, the, 
the thing I miss about MJF side note is this, it sucks with no crowd because during those like picture in pictures, they used to show him go out in the crowd and fuck with people. So we yeah. don't get to see that right now. And that I, I miss seeing him do that because that's extra entertainment. <laughs> so NXT. Let's go NXT. I'll start this one off. So let's just start with the, uh, that final match, uh, Cross versus Djokovic and um, I have actually watched this match twice now on second viewing. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was the first time for reasons I'm going to go into, but that being said, we need to see more out of cross at this point. Um, I don't know. Six weeks right now. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Not we needed this yesterday and this was his first chance to truly impress and it just fell flat for me um i'm not gonna say it's a bad match it just wasn't what we need out of cross with how they're booking him that's fair that's fair i'll 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 concur on that (laughs) he's becoming a bit of an anomaly yeah so like i'm still willing to give him a chance because maybe just it's maybe we can pin this on dijakovic just not quite being the partner he needed in the ring to get you know, a really good match cross. But if cross is supposed to be the next NXT great, it shouldn't really matter who he's facing. This was not a good, like true first showing for him. But that being said, someone who did step up and it's in my match of the night was in the Gargano versus Reed versus uh, Roderick strong, thick boy, thick stepping boy. up in a big bad way that I'd never really seen him before. Didn't really care about him to be honest. Now I'm a fan. I'm excited to see what he's going to do. I mean, this is what cross should have done is step up in, in this way and just put on a, a clinic. I mean, that was a fantastic match from start to finish. It was just so good. Fabulous. Fabulous. It's, again, it's, it's, it's my match of the night. Dexter yeah. Loomis and uh, Killian Dane was pretty good too. Another fan, yeah. uh, like, Loomis has a, a move in that where he does a kip up to a leg drop that he needs to incorporate from now on. That needs to yes. be something he does. I, I was about to say that too, because me and Zachary are well-documented Loomis guys. The only thing that Loomis needs to do is change his corny finisher. That's what he needs to change. We got another. <laughs> we may have a worse finisher than Finn Balor on our hands here now, guys. It's very it's possible. A pretty lame. He. I'd rather him do the Swanton to finish than the lame finisher that looks stupid. So he's. He's not bad. I once again, I'm just going to reiterate. I think his shelf life is limited as that per particular character they they should be using him because he's kind of hot right now and he's kind of got some intrigue and mystery about him so i I, the the best match was certainly i i might even go so far as to say that that triple threat match was the best match in the last two weeks even i may so i may even go so far to say that that was better than anything from the week the week before and i didn't want bronson reed to win either we really thought gargano yeah. was going to win that match but those guys brought it roddy me and stretch roddy's probably the most underappreciated guy on nxt because he's never going to win a world title he's always like the next guy the next guy he never gets yeah. enough credit for how good he is in the ring so i feel like gargano is going to win his way into that match eventually anyways roddy probably not but that match was fabulous it's my turn now to talk about that last match that match was not as bad, but Dijakovic and Keith Lee had all these great matches together. So if Cross can't have a great match with Dijakovic, then him and Keith Lee are going to shit the bed. It is coming, <laughs> and it is coming fast like diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Those two are going to 
stink up the joint at TakeOver, and all these idiots on the internet are going to be like, oh, my God, that match was so good. And I'm like, clearly you were not watching the same match I was because it's going to be a shit show because Keith Lee can't he, – he can't. He, he's <laughs> – well, let's talk about that for a little while. Let's go talk about Lee since you brought him up, and let's just move on after this because too much time spent on Keith Lee. But no, no, no. I actually wanted to touch on Cross more. We can. Oh let no, go, the other go ahead. No, go ahead. I thought um, you were just wrapping up. I, I do think that it was put up or shut up time from him, and now I'm really starting to worry that they're going to hinder him and say you can only go out and do this move, this move, and this move because it's safe, and he's capable of other stuff. And I don't think we're going to see the other stuff. So if they're going to not give us the other stuff and they're going to tell me this guy is the best guy they have in NXT when they have Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa and Finn Balor and Adam Cole on their roster, you're going to tell me this guy's the guy that should have the belt? Bullshit. Yep. Well, speaking of belt, though, we have to talk about Lee. In the essence of sportsmanship, giving up a belt, what are they doing? They wanted to – he looks – he doesn't look weak then. Instead of having him lose to somebody, which is the right route, and give yes. the, put the belt on somebody else, they don't want him to look weak at all yet. So they, they just have him dump the belt, which disappointed me because I can't call him the two-belt bitch anymore. I'm very disappointed <laughs> that I lost my tagline for him. That's why they did it, because they want him to look strong still, and he looks strong because he didn't lose. Well, it just goes to show how, even now, how week-to-week WWE's booking is. Like, you have him, you know, win a triple threat match that we didn't think he had any business winning. You have him beat Adam Cole and become a double champion. And then, what, two weeks later, drop the second belt? Like, what was the payoff then for him having both belts then for one week? Like, what was the point? Yeah, that's that's my thing. It's it's not even him looking strong or weak. It's... Let him defend it maybe once, maybe twice or three, just a couple times. Right. Instead of just like all this was for was for not then. It it matters in no way, and it's just well, the WWE it, just showing that they really don't know how to book in the COVID era. Just let you you should have just let Finn or Gargano win the triple the threat match. Yeah. Like you could have had him lose that belt before he like you could have done something. <clears throat> to make him lose that belt before he even fought Adam well, Cole. They the, had opportunities and they didn't do anything with them. The funny thing is too, like they've shown they can decently book a person with two belts on the main roster with the women. <laughs> yep. So do they not know what they're doing with him? Like, I just think it's the whole thing is just a clusterfuck right now. Well, we, on our own time, we've talked a bit about the ratings and how NXT has been slipping a little bit right mm-hmm. when Lee gets the belts. I don't, I'm not saying that's, it's, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's not like, you know, it's causality type of a thing, but he gets the I belt am. and immediately their ratings kind of drop. I, uh, coincidence, maybe, but conspiracy, sure, why not? But on the bright side, it's leading to a fantastic ladder match that will get a tank takeover. Absolutely. So. What did you think, Jay, of NXT? I thought it was all right. Like I said, the triple threat match I really enjoyed. I thought that was a great match. Uh, I liked the Dexter Loomis match and – that we was about it. Stone. What's that? We got some more, some Robert yeah. Stone. He got yeah, some muscle. That, that was entertaining. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the main event I thought was so, so at best. So Yeah. Well, yeah, as every week I have, I have a little note that says more Robert Stone. And I also have a note, once again, saying more Brizongo. 
Yeah. So you got yeah. your fix. <laughs> I know I, I got my fix, but I just needs me some more. Yeah. <laughs> They're Fiendin. really good. They're really entertaining. Like them coming out and like different get up every week for their entrance is really fun. Right. But it's them pigeonholing them into the comedy act again and they're yeah. like a really they're good both very talented you're right they're both it's really them. talented but that being said tyler breeze is just so underused that like he's been underused his yeah. whole next year his it's, whole just, WWE just, career. it's unfortunate he deserves so much better NXT all right for you stretch yep that's, that's uh, it, yeah. just more of the same like i really enjoyed the triple threat Kind of had known a little bit about Bronson Reed. Wally and I had seen him fight Isaiah Swerve Scott live back in November, and that was a great match. Yep, that was it was a great match. So I kind of knew that he had that in him, not to that degree, but I'm excited for what they're doing for him in the future. Uh, again, with Keith Lee, what the hell are you doing? Like, what kind of storyline writing is this? Where are we going with this? Um, something y'all didn't really touch on. Uh, the Lorcan and Thatcher match was decent, but again, how long are we going to have them fight? So, yeah. The, the promo with Strong and Thick Boy and Gargano was awesome, too. Like, when Gargano was like, okay, Thick Boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just some really so, good stuff. Let's uh, figure out our winners, then. Let's uh, just run Robin it. Let's start with Stretch. Uh, tough one. They had some good matches and everything, both sides, but also some kind of eh points. It, NXT had, again, repeated matches and really weird booking with Keith Lee, so that kind of gave the edge to AEW for me. The Bucks match was my match of the week, All right. so AEW for me. Uh, J-Bone. Uh, I thought it was close, but I also went with AEW, and I also picked the, the Bucks matches. Uh, my favorite match between the two federations, so I went with AEW by air. So we have AEW to nothing so far. Um, I'm going to actually go NXT. I'm going to dissent right. with the group on this one a little bit. Um, I think overall they had slightly better show, especially with that triple threat. Um, even with the uh, weak main event, I think overall they just put together a slightly better program. Um, all right, Wally, are we going to end up in a tie? What's going on? Yep, I'm going NXT. Oh. Which we do have a tiebreaker in uh, for when this happens. It's then decided by the fans. So I believe it went to AEW this week then because they had the better ratings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we have AEW I take it two it was, weeks in a row. Yeah, I think it wasn't – it actually wasn't even – it wasn't really as close as it's been other weeks for me. So even with that shitty main event, I still liked NXT better. I was waiting. We said that they needed to put up or shut up. They did a little bit. Yep. They're getting better, and with the the announced triple threat match for this upcoming show, it's it's got promising written mm-hmm. on it. I mean, we think we're, we probably know who's going to win, but it's probably going to be a really good match. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, we thought we knew who's going to win with the uh, this first one with Gargano probably taking it, but we got shocked on that one. Although I can't really not see them giving it to Finn, but <laughs> right. Speaking of uh, upcoming, then, Mister Prognosticator Stretch. What do you have for us this week? So I was trying to come up with one, but uh, on the a talk with Wally earlier, he said one of our other friends, Joe, had a decent uh, prediction. So I'm going to go ahead and rip that from him, giving him credit, of course. But from this past week on Raw, actually, uh, we got a stupid match, if you can even call it that, between Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax which Wally and I, I actually called as it was happening. They got in the ring, started throwing some punches, and I'm like, wait, two heels, two, like, bigger forces, like, 
they're not going to have a decisive finish for this match. It's probably going to be a double count out or some bullshit. And sure enough, they go out of the ring. Both of them get counted out. Both of them fight. Nobody looks strong. And so soon after that, uh, our friend Joe was talking to Wally and he goes, yeah, you know what? I'm thinking that this is probably going to lead to Shayna and Nia being a tag team and just running the women's tag division, especially since there's rumors that Bliss and Cross are going to get broken up. So that's my uh, secondhand prediction is that probably we're going to see Nia and Shayna as a tag team here soon. <laughs> Amazing. Worse. That's 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 not a great scenario. If it, but I, I'm worried. I'm really worried that it's coming. Also, yeah. Well, a weatherman can't you know make the weather. He just calls it. So, <laughs> J Bone, our champion. Do you have a giveaway for us this week? Yeah, anyone that subscribes to our channel today will get a free whoopee cushion. Yep. Ooh. <laughs> hey, whoopee cushion from champion J Bone. Again, look at the fine print details on that. <clears throat> There's no real prize. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. Any parting words from the crew this week? Uh, two belts, just... banks. Two belts, banks. Let's hear it for two belts. I like that. The the golden role models are fabulous. I did just want to say, uh, Wally, that room looks kind of familiar that you're in. Like, yeah. I, I don't see a rock poster behind you. Don't you normally have like a rock and like Sasha behind you? Yeah, I, I feel like this merchandise behind me belongs to somebody else on this yeah. podcast. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah wait, where's your Otis what? poster? What's going on? <laughs> what? <laughs> wait, what? That looks like a, that couch looks familiar too. What? That, that's your pillow, isn't it? Yeah, I have that. What? But so behind oh you. Oh my God. He was here <laughs> the whole the time. He's been here the whole time. <laughs> what in a rare guest hell? opinions, we have <laughs> them in the same spot. <laughs> Amazing. All right, that's the show this week. Thank you so much for everyone for listening in, tuning in. And once again, if life gets you in a pin, keep kicking on that two count. Thanks a bunch, guys. Deuces. <laughs>